It's time for your local weekly analysis, Slow County Public Policy and the Law, with your host, Stu Jenkins. The Union Forever, hurrah, boys, hurrah. Down with the traitor, up with the star, while we rally around the flag, boys, rally once again, shouting the battle cry of Thanks for staying tuned to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, only on KNews FM 98.5. This is your host, Stu Jenkins. As a lawyer, I help folks protect their families and real estate in their estate plans. Since 1978, I have tried several thousand Slow County court cases. It has also been my privilege to strike down unconstitutional election statutes and to represent both Republican candidates and the Democratic Party. I also represent farming, industrial, and commercial landowners. And I have served the Superior Court repeatedly as special master. On Slow County Public Policy and the Law, office holders, candidates, lawyers, journalists, and activists inform you about policies shaping your lives. That focus brings folks with differing points of view without being attacked to tell you about how they think your community can be improved even if I or station management disagree with a guest's ideas. In the last hour, I had a chance to talk with Tim Ranzetta about his ballot initiative to restore to California's school students personal financial education. This hour, I am so pleased to have the candidate for the 24th Congressional District, Thomas Cole. And to prevent confusion with Oklahoma's senior congressman, Tom Cole, I am going to refer to him as Thomas Cole. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Thank you, Stu. It's good to be here. Remind us uh, what the boundaries are of the 24th Congressional District and uh, what, what communities are in it. Yes, it goes up to the top of Slow County, where it cuts across... The boundaries of uh, the uh, lake regions, and it ends up cutting through Ojai, and they managed to uh, include Ventura, the city, and uh, cuts off just below that and does not include Oxnard, and it also includes all of Santa Barbara County. Okay. So a little bit of Ventura County, a little bit of Slow County. Uh, how many people live in that district? There is over seven, eight hundred thousand, and we've got about four hundred and fifty thousand voters. Wow! Wow! Now, um, I always like folks to get to know a little background about people. I, I did notice that you went to law school. Did you? Uh, um, where Where are you from originally, Thomas? I'm I'm Los Angeles, uh, born and raised, and uh, managed to come up to uh, Santa Barbara, Montecito in the early 90s. I've been here ever since in Montecito, uh, not far from Oprah. She's just over the hill from, from where I am. <laughs> well, here from not, my porch, actually. It's but, good uh, to have nice neighbors, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Now, yeah. I'm from Los Angeles, um, I did go to law school in 2000 uh, at the Santa Barbara College of Law. Uh, and our dean was... Dean Stanislaus Poulet, oh, great PhD name. from King's College. He was quite a quite a fellow. 
good a good dean. I bet that would have been interesting. Now, uh, before law school, what was your education in and and uh, your career? I was uh, raised as a young person uh, as a concert violinist <laughs> from age four. Wow. Uh, our family is musical. My dad was conductor, and he actually conducted the um, Buffalo Philharmonic for a few years. And But in the early days, my parents were teachers, educators, and um, I was trained as a violinist. And then by the time I was 15, I switched to guitar, and then when I got into college, I managed to play in stage bands and was writing big band charts back in the um, early 80s. We were in a college stage band, and I wrote a lot of charts in those days trying to copy Sam, Sammy Nestico. Okay. For any listeners out there that know jazz uh, composers and arrangers. So, But there wasn't a lot of money in big band arranging, and I ended up, um, I always had a good sense of how to build things and had always built models and planes and radio controlled planes so I ended up uh, in the construction business I had uh, developing properties flipping properties in Los Angeles and I eventually uh, got tired of uh, the traffic <laughs> and also I, I played music along all those years but I ended up retiring uh, up here to uh, Montecito like so many other people Folks, this is Stu Jenkins at Slow County Public Policy and the Law. We're having a talk with 24th Congressional District candidate Thomas Cole. And Thomas, you're you're a Republican, correct? Of course. And uh, are, first voted for Ronald Reagan in 1980. Yes. Okay. So you're a young man. <laughs> I'm only 67. I don't know how that happened. Uh, that's right. 40, and now. But uh, in, in college, just to finish that up, I, uh, I majored in music and history. So I'm a big history buff. I loved uh, the Revolutionary War periods, and I also loved the ancient medieval periods of history in general. You can't love all history, but it, there's so much of it. And um, that has really helped me have like a, a more of a longer-term view, in my opinion, than, than, than just today's fashion. We... Um, Ended up doing, uh, my wife ended up doing uh, Ancestry.com for um, for me and then for her, and we really got into it. She found that we had uh, Revolutionary War ancestors, so I ended up joining uh, SAR, which is the Sons of American Revolution. Uh-huh. So that was an interesting uh, journey to find out that one of our relatives was... Uh, the uh, governor of Georgia, for instance, and and a signer of the Declaration of Independence. Wow, which one? His name was George Walton. I've seen that name on that document. Okay, right. Now so we I, had Walton as a family name, but we did, had no idea where it came from. So we sure. ended up chasing back, and there it was. Now, is your wife a member of the DAR? No, she didn't want to go uh, that route, but she she could be for sure. She's a um, uh, Mayflower person, I think that's what they call them. Oh, she might be a cousin. Okay, my right. my listener my listeners have heard those stories, so we won't repeat them now. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, I, I did notice a couple of things on your background. Uh, and 
since these are right together and they, they seem a little bit different than each other, one was civil rights activist and the other was that you patented designer stormwater capture systems. Yes, I, I, do, I do have a patent. I, uh, I did some design work uh, for about a decade. I worked on ways to uh, capture stormwater. And living here in Montecito, we have so much uh, stormwater coming off of our creeks off these mountains here. Uh-huh. And so I worked out various ways to capture it and to have a patented device that uh, is, is able to capture water out of the creek and pull it out by gravity. So no pumps, no electronics, and then place it into reservoirs for later use. So I, I have that, and it's on the, one of my sites, which is um, colddesignmontecito.com. Huh. Right. I have a bunch of work there that I did. Um, being retired, I now don't like to do nothing, so I kept busy with that after my law degree uh, in 2000. And um, now, as far as the uh, civil rights activist, now, uh, it's actually two years ago I started up with I was uh, looking at the school doctrines and the school uh, books they're using, the textbooks. And, uh, for instance, my uh, son was going to school back in 15 years ago in, in high school. And I remember looking at his textbook, and it had a paragraph about Jesus Christ and Christianity, which is fine, okay, the history book. But then it had 60 pages about Muhammad and Islam. So I said, wait a minute, that doesn't even seem right. Uh, it, it certainly, if they're going to do it, at least have some kind of a balance. But you, you, you thought it ought to have parity. Something, yeah. One one paragraph of, of Jesus and Christos and 60 pages of Muhammad and Islam in a history book in junior high school for in our local high school. So I was on the on the alert to to keep an eye on books. Now, um, what happened later that the library started putting in these uh, gender queer books, as they're known. Um, one title is Gender Queer, and it was a very you know, graphic book. Many parents were upset by it. I, I, it happened just two years ago when they started putting these books in the school libraries for 12-year-olds. So uh, I started protesting about this. We uh, we got some, me and some associates would, would stand out in front of the schools and hand out little pictures of, from the book to the parents, and they would look at them and go, oh, my God, what are you, are you kidding? This is in school. And we said, yes, this is in the library. And so the, uh, the one time the, uh, the school officials sent out uh, to us and said, you have to get off our sidewalk and we're calling the police on you. So um, that was about a year ago that happened. Uh, so uh, I left and we, our people left. We said, well, fine, we don't want to have, have the police you know, throw us on the sidewalk and arrest us for, for showing pictures to parents. And then I brought a federal lawsuit uh, in, in Los Angeles, federal court, uh, trying to uh, say that the schools, you know, should not be able to use police powers to stop our speech. So it's one of those te- technical things sure. mm-hmm. that it was close. It was close, and we, we got them pretty riled up. I think we definitely hit a nerve. Um, but, you know, at, you know how it is in, in federal court, so difficult uh, we did get in and got pretty far, but then ultimately there was a, a 2012 case, an Obama Supreme Court case, that uh, that said that they can call the police as long as they don't arrest you. 
so they got away with with that. So we, we did not make it, but it makes me a civil rights activist. I see. Well, folks, this is Stu Jenkins. Uh, you're listening to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, and we're having a talk with uh, the candidate, Republican candidate for the 24th Congressional District, Thomas Cole. And um, Thomas, um, I, I thought with the times we ought to go into a few things. Um, yeah, you, uh, you are challenging uh, now veteran Congressman Salud Carbajal for the seat. Uh, what what uh, motivated you to do that? You know, to, to put it bluntly, I, I wanted to uh, help save the nation from the communists. I mean, this is just what is happening. It's a takeover of our nation. Well, you, you're not accusing uh, Congressman Carbajal of being a communist, are you? No, he was a DSA member, but uh, we don't know that he has a communist card on him. Well, he was a, he was a U.S. Marine. Uh, yes, and you recall, a reservist, yes. What, what, uh, how do you think that uh, you getting uh, that seat will save the nation from communism? Well, it's, a, it's one step. It's only one vote out of, out of 448 uh, Congress people. Right, right. But when you have uh, a congressman like Salud, he you know, continually votes to support the big industries, the narrative of the left, which basically is to control all the nation and control all the cities and states in a central plan. And so any kind of central control that is overwrought, like what's happening right now, for instance, the uh, the borders are wide open, and it's been shown that not too many people want that, and yet we can't seem to stop it. Well, let's talk about that for a moment, yeah. Thomas. Um, if the assuming for the moment that the borders are wide open, if you were in Congress, what would you do in the way of legislation to um, fix the immigration system? Uh, I, I, I have to segue before you answer and just let you know we had a uh, immigration lawyer on here. Gosh, uh, I think it was two or three months ago now. And he had uh, decades of experience in immigration law. And his theory was that the Democrats and the Republicans both wanted to keep the problem a problem so they could both campaign on it from different sides. Uh, do you have a solution? <laughs> yeah, it is. That is despicable, but it may even have some truth to it. Um, as you know, from my background in history and in actually building things and getting things done, I would just come in and just say, yes, uh, close the borders, build the wall. I say no to immigration because we've, we've had 25% of Mexico has already moved to the United States. If you look at the numbers, that's how much of that country has moved here. Now, where do you get that figure from, Thomas? Well, 120, 130 million is the population over there, and about 30 million have moved here over mm. you know the last 30 years. So that's about 25%. Whether that's a good number or not, I think it's way too high. I, obviously, uh, that the government here apparently wants that until recently when we had President Trump in. 
and immediately there was a stop of the flood. Now, the things I would do, basically, I would just legislate, say, yes, I would vote to close the borders, build the wall. I would say, stop the fentanyl and stop the child sex trafficking. These are all things that come with the wide open borders. Um, I'm looking at, at legislation because that's what Congress does is make laws. I'd say deport all immigrant criminals. I would say give a 30-year path to citizenship for non-criminals, but no voting for 30 years. Let's see how that works, because if there, there's no voting, I, won't think, I would think the Democrats will not even want immigrants here. And uh, the same for DACA, no voting. Uh, if there's a path, it's going to be a long path, and no voting for that 30-year period. That's just one idea. And this is just Cole speaking not that I'm going to do these things because it takes the rest of Congress, but this is what I would stand for. These are the ideas that I would want to be able to bring. Um, furthermore, I'm thinking uh, no anchor babies. That's got to go. Well, uh, no you, vacation you, you, babies. you've got a problem you know, there, uh, Thomas. The, uh, yes. the, the 14th Amendment makes anybody born in the United States a citizen. Ah, and and, and there's, uh, that's been... Uh, the Supreme Court's weighed in on that since the 1800s. Um, but one one of the things that uh, strikes me about that is we, we've had uh, guests on who've talked about the um, crying need in agriculture, for instance, for labor, um, and even in the uh, trucking industry. And the, their, their pitch is, and, and maybe you've got a different idea here, their pitch is that we need immigration in order to fill those jobs. So uh, how would you uh, go about balancing out the need for additional workers uh, with uh, the idea of closing off all immigration? Well, certainly the Vaccaro program uh, functioned. It functioned fine, I believe, uh, if, if we can all remember back that far. Um, well, I, I, so. I, I can because I'm, I'm more senior than you are. <laughs> And so uh, there was nothing wrong with that program. If you compare to the Carroll program to uh, 12000 a day coming across unmonitored, absolute invasion, uh, there's no question the Carroll pr- program would take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I- I'm not sure that e- any of these 12000 a day that are coming across are running out to pick crops either. I, th- I think it's not, that's not happening. I think they're going to the big cities, and we know they get checks for 5000 They get a cell phone. It's... It's just untenable, and it has to stop. I mean, this is this is a big issue, and I I wanted to bring this up. For instance, even my my uh, my father, who's ninety three, he's a Democrat. Uh-huh. He's a JFK Democrat. Sure. In the day, you know, that was that was their their people was was JFK, and hey, I would love to have a JFK president <laughs> right now compared to what we have. Even um, such a difference in the in the amount of time that's happened, but. Uh, my father was saying, you know, it's these, it, 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 these bleeding heart liberals are destroying our country at the border. I couldn't believe he said that, but he thought it was a new phrase. So the Democrats, you know, anecdotally, but it, are coming around to believe this is not a good thing either because of... of oh, there's, uh, there's no question that there's a problem with the border as it is, but the... Uh uh, there's been some talk uh, in the House of Representatives about a potential solution that would fund 
the Ukrainian war effort. It would fund the uh, Taiwanese. It would fund Israel. Uh, and it uh, would seek to control the border. Uh, we're coming up pretty soon on a hard break, but uh, I think we've got a few minutes to talk about that kind of bill. Have you been following that, Thomas? Oh, of course. I'm, I'm a daily consumer of mass paperwork on what's happening in, in the Congress. What, what's your opinion and, on, on the uh, bill that is uh, currently being circulated between the Senate and the House? I, I wouldn't vote for it. I, I, don't, I don't like the omnibus bills. I don't like the bills that contain, we'll give you a little bit of this to, to help America. Like, we'll, we'll do a couple things to slow down the 12,000 person a day invasion. But you got to give us a bunch of money for a bunch of wars. And I am a peace Republican. So that, that's where that puts me at odds with bills that say, yeah, let's fund a war in Ukraine. Let's fund wars in Taiwan against China. It is, you know, in my opinion, and it's not really that hard to say it's a bad opinion, uh, sending $100 billion to Ukraine to kill Russians, a nuclear-armed, you know, opponent that spans 11 time zones that's not dependent on the West at all, seems like utter madness, just for one thing. So that's where I come in as a peace Republican. It turns out a lot of Democrats are interested in peace. Uh, the JFK Democrats, again, are uh, a group that I am reaching out to because they're not getting peace from Salute. So, Salute Thomas, is Thomas you, don't, you, you don't feel that uh, Russia, if they best Ukraine, is going to start coming into Hungary again or trying to uh, invade Romania or some of the other Eastern Bloc uh, countries? No, I, I don't believe that is their intention. They have spoken for uh, years, since 2014 and before, when the Donbass, when the uh, Minsk treaties were uh, abrogated, and when the U.S. and NATO started putting in bioweapons. Well, Thomas, we're coming up on a hard break, so we're going to have to break for the news, folks. Stay tuned after the news. We're going to have more of a discussion with Thomas Cole, the Republican candidate for the 24th Congressional District. 